Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We are really excited to go through the chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The Half-Blood Prince. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have some extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or just send us a chain charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch, so you can head over to our website to step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Yay! Also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you would like to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that as well on our website, blackgirlscreate.org. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, write and review us on iTunes. And now for Wizard Team News. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so season two of Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis premiered last Wednesday. Um, they, I believe all, I believe all the episodes are coming out like weekly. weekly on Wednesdays. So you know, after you listen to our podcast, go watch Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis. I personally um, am team Ben Miney, and I need everyone to be mm-hmm. on this team. Um, oh my god, Wednesdays watched, are like legit wizard team Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Because Hermione is part of the team. Yes. Hermione and Quarter Life Crisis is part of the team. Yes! I'm excited. I didn't get it. I know that that's what you were doing, but you know I'm <laughs> slow. So I just got it. Yeah! <laughs> um, so yeah, please watch um, and shout out to the team at Hermione Granger and Poor Life Crisis and um, Fam Eliana. Um, just watch it; it's really good. First and Ashley, it's really awesome. So, yeah. And Bay June. And Bay June. Well. And Ben. You haven't watched but, the first episode yet. I know. So that's like something that is well, not maybe not as soon as we're done here, but like. Today or first thing tomorrow I'm going to do because I just it got like it was one of those things where it's like I need to be in the right headspace and then the NBA finals happened and then the Tony Awards happened and so I, it's ready. I it. I'm ready. I get it. I get it. Um, speaking of the Tony Awards, Curse Child um, won some things. So they got Best Play, John Tiffany got Best Direction, and they also got Best Costume Design, Scenic Design, and Lighting Design. Um, I agree with four out of five of those things, so I feel like that's cool. Great. Good for them. Which one, by chance, do you not agree with? Which Just one do you think I don't agree with? Best play. I mean. Yes. And I haven't um, seen any of the other plays that were nominated, but. I, I've i heard of, I'm, I'm more of a theater head. Um, I've heard of some really great plays that are out this season. I just have, and we kind of talked about this on the Slack, so if you have, are interested um, join our Slack, or I'll throw a conversation piece into the Wizard Team Facebook group, and we can talk about it some more. As a 
Harry Potter fan, there are issues with continuity and the world that are a problem, and also just like fan service and things. Mm -hmm. As a theater fan, there are huge issues with pacing and plot, as in, I'm happy because this, like we said, the stage direction, the like effects, all of that was amazing. And I could have been there all day watching that. I did not need to be there all day watching that tied to that story. Like it did not need to be as long as it was. It doesn't need to be a two part play, like each part having an intermission, like four acts. Um, and I think that people get really caught up in like the brand of Harry Potter and the name. And I kind of feel this way too about Fantastic Beasts. It's like, everyone's so excited to be back in the world and so excited to see those like iconic pieces from the original Harry Potter that they lose sight. And I'm guilty of it too. Cause when the thing started, I was ready. Like it started off and I thought it was a musical for a second because the way they were swishing them cloaks. But just because something exists in this world that you love doesn't mean, and I mean, that's the point of this whole enterprise that we've started here is like, just because you love this thing and, it, and, and there are stories that exist in this world that you love, don't make all the stories equal and definitely don't make them all deserving of accolades. Again, that's my opinion. And if you love Cursed Child and you um, love the, the script and the play, like, you know, you can sit there listening to this on your headphones and, tell me to F off and all the kinds of things. And like that, I'm fine with that. I understand. But I just, from a theater perspective, annoyed that like, and I'm not sure too, because I didn't make it that far because I was tired. But um, uh, I'm not sure if like part one, one, no, I think or, it was a whole thing. thing. Yeah. And as a whole, like, that's not a play, dude. That's like, <laughs> that's something else. Like, it's a play. It's just a. It's just a long one. Like that I, would be I like if like the, the six-hour cut of Black plays, Panther. But I think it's like it's not not a play. It's two plays. Yeah, but it's not not a play. But it, the Tony for best play goes to not best two plays well, together. I, mean, I, I don't know. I really don't want to be the one. I just think there's an argument there. I'm like I'm I'm more than happy to like you know, get drop into my mentions and we can argue it out or hopefully not argue, but discuss it. Cause I do understand that there are other people's feelings. I just feel very strongly about how that wasn't it. The Harry Potter festival in Chestnut Hill was canceled um, because they were <laughs> Luna. Um, this is like, this is really like I mean not to They're the same. They have the like, same personality. I'll be quiet, except I'm gonna make all this Except I'm not physically capable yeah. of it. Um okay, so they they canceled um the festival because of Warner Brothers telling them to Cease and desist. Yeah. They were like, You will not. And so they will no longer. I am pissed. And this goes back like a long time. So there was this amazing store in Hollywood called Whimsic Alley. And this was before the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. This is when the books were still coming out. And they made handmade cloaks. And they had this whole like section where if you wanted a birthday, you could do that. And it was a it was a fandom store 
Like, it was FUBU. By fans, for fans. Like, it was like... <laughs> and there's... <laughs> but there, there's nothing that that tiny store and like people would come and travel and make sure that they go check that store out but there was no actual threat that what that store was doing was going to put warner brothers or jk rolling out of business and like yeah maybe they wouldn't spend 70 dollars on the license cloak because the cloaks that Wimsic alley made were better better quality better and handmade um but the people that were buying those cloaks are still not going to go buy the licensed cloak. They're going to make their own. They're going to go sew up the one that they want and how they want it to look. And I just think that, like, we talked about, I'm not sure if we talked about it on here, if it's just something that we talked about in general. Um, but, like, with when Coco came out on Disney, or with Pixar, and they actually tried to, like, uh, trademark Dios de las Muertas, yeah. like, no, and then they um, are, like, trying to, like, crack down on, like, things that are actually traditional, like, stuff, and then their license shit is garbage and cheap ma- cheaply made. Like, I- the people that want your stuff will buy your stuff. If I go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I mean, I have. I bought, like, three wands so far. Like, I'm going to buy your stuff. You're going to get some money from me. But Chestnut Hill, like, it was a festival, but it was also, like, took place at a university, and there was real substantive academic discussions going on, along with all of the stuff that, like, the other fans would do. And instead of ceasing and desisting, 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 I don't know, whatever, instead of telling them to stop, what they should have done was reach out and say, hey, could we have a presence here? Well, so that was or, what I was going to say is that I think part, and this is like not solely a Warner Brothers thing. This is just capitalism. This is capitalism. Yeah. Um, and it it becomes, it's like hard when it has to do with fandom because people obviously feel a lot of ownership and um, connection with like these different properties. And that's what they are. You know, they exist to make money um, and they tell stories and people interact with them or whatever, but ultimately like Warner Brothers doesn't have it so that people can just interact with it they have so they can make money off of it um and but it always seems like in situations like this right where like you're just like Warner Brothers has lots of money and Chestnut Hill is not doing nothing to take money out their pocket like that's just not the case um and it just seems like it would make more sense like you said for them to come in and just be like can we have a president even with Whimsicality like they could have been like can we can like Help, like you, that you can somehow like bring you in. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Like there are ways to. You can be a licensed dealer of right. all of our other things. And, like and they can, would. There you... are ways to do it where it doesn't. Because right now, what it feels like is it becomes really combative with the fan base, as opposed to trying to bring them in. And ultimately, I feel like bringing them in and being a little bit more um, nice isn't the word. Like just. Try it's like just thinking of it as like a partnership and as like something that you're interacting with and like a community versus like a consumer base. Um, ultimately, will make you more money, right? I so I was reading this Twitter thread that started from it was about capitalism and in general and like talking about like the automation economy and the idea that like all these jobs are automating and taking jobs away from humans and. The crux of the thread, I'm going to just, like, 
narrow it, like, you know, short it down, but um, summarize, that is the word, I'm gonna summarize the thread, was basically like automation is not the problem. The problem is, is that we have this um, system based off of capitalism, which says you have to get a certain amount of output to get a certain amount of input. And so it's an access problem. So when you hear about people starving and we think like, oh, how terrible, we don't have enough food, we actually have more than enough food to feed everyone on earth. The problem is we do not have the logistics and the access to get that food everywhere because the logistics and the access to do so is predicated upon getting paid to do that. So if we would just as a society say, okay, we have all of the surplus food, we have automation or whatever, we have people whose job it is to ship all of this food and no one has to pay for it. Like they just get the food as opposed to it going to waste. Like, boom, hunger solved. And I think it's, it weirdly is like the same thing with fandom. Like we have all of these ideas, we have all of these fans. And instead of saying you, the, you can only have access to this type of fandom and this type of merch, say, hey, everyone can have everything. And maybe as the owners of the copyright or something, you pay me a licensing fee or whatever. Right. And it scales basis like us with a team. We're making no money. We pay them no money. As soon as we start making some money, I'm fine throwing Warner Brothers, not that much, but enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? To yeah. just say like, hey, yeah, this came out of like this came out of your or not you, actually. I'm fine playing I mean, GK Rowling. Would be, yeah, I was gonna say it would be her or yeah. Like, publishing because we're right. on the book side. We're on the yeah. book side. But like, yeah, this all stems from what you guys have created and we're creating on top of that. So like, sure, like here's your 1% or whatever of anything that we make. And then if we go, you know, we get super big, like, hey, here's 5% of all the stuff that we're making because it does, you know, come from here. Right. As long as it is still this centric. Right. And, and we're you not, know, and, and like, and trademark and copyright and all that stuff is like, not that right like it's not yeah. created and hmm, let me not say that <laughs> it it is created to protect people and like and the originators of ideas it's also created to protect capitalists and really really wealthy people um but at like the crux of it it's not like a terrible thing it's just thinking of ways that you can use it in a way that does not create conflict with the people who you're trying to sell all your shit to um so in the chat Amani says, you mean leverage fandom to help your brand? That's crazy talk. Um, hey, that's what I do for a living. And then, Except not fandom. And yet. Then, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Sorry. And then Delia says, they're basically saying you are the consumer and don't get to be a part of the creative process, limiting our role in how we consume the media, merch, etc. I want to jump off of what um, Delia says because at LeakyCon 2016, I guess, I was on a panel with um, Olivia Dolphin. She was on our Marietta Edgecombe um, episode. She's at Livy Doll on Twitter or something like that. That was like a that. chapter episode. What was that chapter? Ma the Marietta. Centaur and the Sneak. Centaur and the Sneak. <laughs> Sorry, because I was like, it's not <laughs> yeah. about Marietta Edgecombe. That, that, the don't chapter search, with Marietta Edgecombe. Don't, don't search Marietta Edgecombe. You're not going to find it. Yeah. But yes. Centaur and the Sneak. <laughs> but anyway, we were on a panel together, and we were talking about, actually, Full Circle, Cursed Child, and um, people have brought up the fact that it reads like bad fanfic. 
And her response, and I, it's, it like stuck to my gut when she said it was, yes, but that's the point. The point is Universal, Warner Brothers, J.K. Rowling, and whoever else owns whatever part of the publishing piece that goes into making this play are telling us, you can write all the fanfic until you're blue in the face, but we own it. And we decide. We decide what makes money and what doesn't make money. And we decide what's worthwhile and what's not worthwhile. And before they came back with um, Wizarding World 2.0, it's been the fans owning it, right? And we, we have created our own stories. And they see that. And instead of fostering that and, and paying homage to it, instead they say, well, no, we own that as well. So... Um, I think it's always important to keep in mind that we, as fans and in the fandom, own Harry Potter just as much as J.K. Rowling, and they do as well. Um, and also, I'm just really mad because Chestnut Hill was a very, I mean, it was more than the festival, and it was a very smart, well thought out, and like really lovely, I mean, I've never been, but like from the, the pictures and all that stuff, like a very lovely event that had been going on for a really long time. And a um, celebration. And this, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, moving on to um, some questions I have for some people in the fandom. Really just one question. But I guess, no, it, it spirals into more. But the main question is, why are we shipping Snape with children? Why is that Ooh. a thing that's happening? Oh, good. I mean, why are we shipping any adults with children? Because I definitely saw one time I, when I back like before, Black Hermione really popped off, and I googled Black Hermione, and there was definitely some Hermione and serious Black situations happening, and that was scarring. Um, but now I just learned a couple days ago that Snary is a thing. Yeah. And Snarmine. Mm-hmm. And like I just I I mm, I have questions. There is a thing. Um, I think again it was LeakyCon 2016 where. Marco Shiro had a Marco Shiro had a uh, panel and it was like Queer Eye for the Magi and people started talking about all of the fics that like yeah. they've seen and stuff. Throwback, it's how I found the fanfic survivor. Anyway, <laughs> someone was talking about a fic in which um it was it was Slughorn and Tom Riddle. And like And that's not okay. I mean like, that one it made sense. The way it was written was very like, this is not okay, and this is some abusive right. whatever, but it was also, like, Tom Riddle was kind of manipulating Slughorn um, and, like, pulling at the, you know, it, which is also weird. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. But I, I support Fick, right? And I made a mistake after um, Black Panther came out saying, like, oh, I totally ship Shuri and Bucky. And then people are like, ew, she's a child. And I was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. There needs to be a different term for shipping. Because, like, I want, like, fic of, like, Shuri and Bucky hanging out and Bucky saying something completely, like, old and then Shuri just ragging on him. Like, just light, fun, friend-slash-brother-sister dynamic of I'm 16 and my older brother is 200. Like, like that's what I want to read about. I do not want to read about Shuri and Bucky getting it on. 
Because that is... Why? Right. That idea. Also, so I don't remember how we got into this conversation. It was on Slack. Oh, I know how. talking about... Constance. Constance shared... (laughs) Well, no. Merch. That was like, I shit so-and-so. So the first one was... uh, It was for you, though. The first one was... um, Shit. I don't remember. It was Wolfstar. It was Dads. Yes. Yeah, it was Thank Wolfstar. You. Hashtag Dads. So she shared it. She was like, here's a hashtag Dads t-shirt, you know, for, for those of you who are inclined. But it also, in the thing, also had I ship Snary. And then I, we had questions. Hermione. Apparently. I mean, I've heard Hermione. But like, yes, and then but apparently Connie pulled up and I saved this on my Oh, side because someone was I like, who would, who would ship Snary? That was, yeah. That That's was what me. happened. That was me because I... And, and Connie was, was like, perplexed. but then Connie went and onto Ao3, which is a huge fanfic. She right? channeled and her inner um, uh, Diane Sawyer as Bionna was like, I want to see the receipts. <laughs> Apparently, um, Harry and Severus um, is the third highest ship on here, and there are nine thousand six hundred thirty-six um, fanfics. Wait, wait, wait! Keep going down that list though, because there are some other. Um, Oh, you lost it. Um, the other... So there's Hermione and Draco, which we've talked yeah. about. Hermione and Severus. No. No. Remus and Severus, which I, okay. I'm not, like, age-wise, like, sure, fine, whatever. I, I could see that. I get That's Wolfstar. Fine. I'm not a huge fan of Wolfstar, Well, no, this is Remus it. and Severus, not... Oh, Remus oh. and Sirius oh. is number two. So okay. Draco and Harry is number one. Sirius and Remus is number two. And then Harry and Snape. The last one is Harry and Tom Riddle, which I just don't understand. But I homeboy is sixty. <laughs> when he's what he's seventy when he dies. So disturbing. <laughs> oh my god! So before he had a magical body, he was in his sixties or late fifties. I think he was in his early sixties, and Harry Potter was thirteen. Fourteen when he got his magical body. Fourteen. Uh, that, I'm sorry. That one year makes all the difference. No, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying before, you said before he got it. So then mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say he was a baby, which is true. I mean, which is he why would, I was. Still, that's why I made the face because I was confused about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So in the but, chat, Delia says that Snary has been going strong for seriously far too long. I just don't understand. Like I don't have much to say about it other than that I don't get it. Um. And then, I told you guys about Snape wives though, right? Yes, but I. But, but those I are still consenting adults. I was going to say that's the thing. I think like shipping Snape with a lot of people can potentially be a problem just because he is a problem. But like I, you want to ship Snape and Remus? Like I have, I personally do not agree. And but I can keep. I can mind my business. Like I, right. that's you over there. Do that. Fine. But with like children, one who is clearly bullied, but two, they're like literally children, and I yeah. just am not I'm about it. Take her um, jump to pee. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but the whining is enough. Um, Maggie says, I think the first one I came across was Snape and Hermione, and she remembers being beyond horrified. And then, oh. and then Portia says these people are worse at romance than JK. How is that possible? And according to Delia, apparently Tom Riddle Hermione is also really popular, which makes no what? sense on top of it being disgusting. And I... Tom Riddle and Hermione? This is like the underbelly of... <laughs> Harry Potter this is the, the fanfic that you not I never asked for this as a safety filter goes on oh god okay okay so 
Darren says that JK is comparable to George Lucas in romance writing, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Portia says she feels like George R. R. Martin is marginally better because you can actually see the romantic arcs in manipulation. It's true. Um, I just think his world is so bleak that no one can actually really be in love <laughs> when <laughs> death is I just mean, around I the corner. I don't want to get into who like, the ships are in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Let us move on. Mostly the news around that and our commentary was why. Yeah. Um, okay, on to some better <laughs> news and Black Girls Create related news. Um, we are now accepting pitches for our blog. Yay! Um, we just launched our Critical Companion series, which is a monthly um, thing where we are doing two paid posts um, surrounding a specific theme that we want to talk about for that month. Um, so you can, if you would like to look at the guidelines, see what themes we have, and like maybe you don't want to write for July, um, which is our fandom in real life theme, um, but maybe you want to write for August, which we're talking about time travel. Um, so you can go to our website for guidelines um, and you can send your pitches to pitches at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, shout out to Connie for being our managing editor and helping do more things and having more capacity to do more things. Yeah, and also, um, if you guys have any questions, um, if you go and look at the creator or contributor page and you have questions about what the themes are or like you want to dive in feel free to reach out to us um (laughs) thank you um but we're really excited to start getting those pitches in and if you have ideas for things that you want but they don't necessarily fit into the theme um feel free to send them our way we can't pay at this moment but we can definitely help you read them, edit them, give you feedback, and then post them if you are up for that. Um, yeah. We're excited. So, again, you can check out all that stuff at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, and, yeah, if you have any questions, just let us know. Hit us up. Um, and we will have answers. Yeah. Um, and then, last thing that is happy. Um, we just we went we started out of... It's a roller coaster of emotion. Coming back up. Um, shout out to our Patronus partners. Um, not our Patronus partners, but they are Patronus partners to themselves. That makes sense. But Portia and Darren. They got married! Part one of two of their marriage celebration. So shout out to them. Yeah, I re. Oh. Mm, never mind. I was going to say, like, it kind of reminds me of uh, the thing in Harry Potter, but then the thing that it follows immediately afterwards is terrible, so I'm not going to put that in the earth, in the world. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? We'll skip Like, there's a sweet part in Harry Potter that this reminds me of, but then, like, a page later, J.K. Rowling is like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, so then we won't... We're not going to go there. Okay, cool. We'll shout out to them. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, not. Oh, if you do get the Wizarding Collection on your registry, I am moving in. So there's. Oh, a, like of the movies or the book? The, mov- the movies have yeah, behind, behind this the like Wizarding Collection. It's like it's like a thousand DVDs. Plus, you get like knickknack, paddywhacks. 
I've been asking for it for years. So when it happens, what you're saying is it will no longer be Portia and Darren. It will be Portia, Darren, and Portia, Darren, and Robin got married, y'all. But only if y'all get the Wizarding Collection or some wands. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, So, Patron, no, Patronus and Cheering Charms. We got a Cheering Charm. Um, thank you very much to Kimberly. Um, I believe that um, she donated to help us with our Critical Companion series and with, you know, trying to pay writers. So that's another thing you can do if you um, want to help us be able to pay writers. Um, and hopefully we'd like to pay them more than we are right now. Um, we would definitely like to pay. Let's just get this straight. Pay them more we would, than we, are we right would absolutely like to pay them more than we are paying right now. We cannot pay them more than we're paying right now, as of right now. But if you help us out, then we could grow. Help us. Help you. Help us. Let's you build. Know what I'm trying to say. Let's build. Let's build. That's what we're trying to say. Um. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the chapter. It's been almost forty minutes. <laughs> well, some of that. There's can, a pause. Can Thirty go, minutes. Thirty minutes. Um, okay, so previously, <gasps> is, that is this, nope, dang it, I still don't know how that wedding <laughs> invitation, dang, okay, anyway. y'all don't send me a wedding invitation, I expect to get something back, cause, okay, um, okay, so previously <laughs> on Wizard Team, Harry was almost stranded on Hogwarts Express, but then got saved by Tonks. Um, she took him to Hogwarts, and then Snape decided to pick him up and taught him. I know, Luna, Snape is the worst. Um, and so then Snape taunted him all the way to Great Hall, where Harry was too late for dinner, so he got to eat some tart and listen to Dumbledore talk about Voldemort being back, and then go to bed. That's pretty much what happened. Um, Ron is shirking his duties as prefect. Um, Slughorn is the potions master, not Defense Against the Dark Arts, as our trio assumed. And then that Harry one, lost Severus his... Snape is the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. And then Harry lost his damn mind in the middle of the Great Hall and was like, you can't! He did do that. He this did. is not Days of Our Lives. <laughs> this is not Jane the Virgin. <laughs> Keep it together, man. <laughs> have an outburst like that. As someone who has had plenty of public outbursts. I was going to say. And so then what else happened? Hagrid, for some reason, thinks that the trio is going to continue taking care of magical creatures. (laughs) I don't know how, but he does. And so that is a thing that is going to be a problem soon. Um, What else? Malfoy is joking about smashing... Harry's face in the Slytherin table. Oh, and Dumbledore would like for, or no, sorry, Filch would like for Dumbledore to let everyone know that Weasley's Wizard Weezes are um, banned from Hogwarts. He's just the messenger. He just wanted, Filch just wanted him to say it. Yes. And now that he said it, it's said. Go back to your normal business. Yeah, basically. Um, Okay, so chapter nine, Half-Blood Prince. Um, so the next morning, Harry lost no time in telling Hermione what he had overheard Malfoy saying on the Hogwarts Express. Oh yeah, so Harry's also still on the Hogwarts Express situation with Malfoy and what he heard Malfoy say. 
to his friends. Um, and Ron says, but he was obviously showing off for Parkinson, wasn't he? And Hermione says it would be like Malfoy to make himself seem more important than he is, but that's a big lie to tell. Um, and Harry is, you know, he, he's like, exactly. And I don't know exactly, he couldn't, they couldn't continue the conversation because people are like trying to listen to his conversation and are staring at him and whispering at him because he's a big, super, um, mysterious celebrity. Okay, wait, why? I don't know. Girl. I am who I am. Um, yeah, so he's just, a, yeah, he's cute and misunderstood. And so all the, all the girls, um, and every, pretty much everyone actually wants to know what they're talking about. Um, it's rude to point, Ron snapped at a particularly minuscule first year. Um, and then, so who was startled and then stumbled, um, or toppled out of the, um, the entrance hole in alarm. And then Ron laughs and says, I love being a sixth year and we're going to get free time this year. Whole periods that we can just sit up here and relax. We're or do your homework yeah. and your prefect duties. We're going to need that time for studying, Ron said Hermione. And there lies the difference between Ron and Hermione. Um, I mean, one of one many. Of, yes, many. yes, yes, absolutely. I just feel like it boils down. Yes. It's like the, at the at the essence. Yes. The, the, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, but not today, said Ron. Today's going to be a real DOS, I reckon. Which is true. First day, so that makes sense. Um, although I think it is not the case. Um, hold it, said Hermione, um, throwing an arm out and halting a passing fourth year. Fang frisbees are banned, handed over. So Hermione is trying to hold on to, is, is taking what Dumbledore passed on to heart. Um, but also, wait, is this a? It is an engagement Sorry. sword. Okay, so... I was going to just leave I was it trying alone. to leave it too, but I wasn't. Just okay, I'm moving on. It's fine. No he keeps trying to make that happen. I know. I know. Um, okay. Uh, excellent. I've always wanted one of these. Ron says, taking the fame frisbee from Hermione. Um, Hermione, which, first of all. Um, so where is Dean? <laughs> what was my question? And why is he not the goddamn prefect? Because he decided, you know what? Y'all don't want me. I don't want you. I'm going to go hang out with Jenny. I just feel like Ron needs to and Seamus. be fired. I but, feel that way too, but... Um, Hermione's remonstration was drowned by a loud giggle. Lavender Brown had apparently found Ron's remark highly amusing. Um, she continued to laugh as she passed them, glancing back at, back at Ron over her shoulder. Ron looked rather pleased with himself. So I want to, so just like last book, mm -hmm. um, where we discovered that Harry never really liked Cho like that. Ron never really liked Lavender like that. No, he liked that she liked him. Exactly. He likes the attention. Um, because like, he's never before, like, demonstrated it. And, like, obviously, you know, it's been the summer. She, they might have turned up and he'd been like, Lavender's looking kind of good today. That's possible. But also, we know Ron, and, like, he just likes having attention and being the center of it and, you know, not being second fiddle to Harry. Um, so, yeah. Also, and I will read... Also, um, Delia says, oh, you mean brown lavender brown? 
And Imani says, Lavender Brown. Never forget. Who is brown. Yes, it's very much the person we're talking about. Thank you for bringing that up, Delia. Um, I appreciate that. Never forget. Much. Look at this bitch. can't be mad. I am kind of mad. I can't even really be mad, though. Because I didn't lock her. I didn't lock her in, but still, the zip meant something. She knew what it meant. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a reminder that Lavender Brown is brown. Never forget. Not a copy of Hermione, who is also brown. Never forget. Um, so and that you, and that, and also never forget that the Weasleys are down with the swirl. <laughs> My God. I feel like this always happens when I'm here. I feel like we can't you record in the same place when Luna's over there. We'll be adopted. <laughs> Get in. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to be here when we record anymore. I, I think it's just because you're here and I'm obviously not paying attention to her. Yeah. And she can't run around. Yeah. There's too many things she can't do. Um, Will she though? I mean, I'm <laughs> going um, to train it on Tuesday. <laughs> um, okay, so then they, um, Harry and Ron tell Hermione about their embarrassing conversation with Hagrid the previous evening, but he can't really think we'd continue care of magical creatures, she said, looking distressed. I mean, when has any of us expressed, you know, any enthusiasm? That's it though, in it, said Ron. We were the ones who made the effort in classes because we like Hagrid, but he thinks we like the stupid subject. Do you reckon anyone's going to go on to Newt? Um, neither Harry nor Hermione answered. There was no need. They all knew that no one in their year would want to continue care of magical creatures. Although some might have to continue it based on whatever their career path is. You know, like it's not just, it's not just like, oh, I don't want to take that class and, or I don't want to take a class, that class is Hagrid, so I'm not going to take it. Meanwhile, I'm going to need that for my like magical veterinary license or degree or whatever so I'm sure there will be some people and I also feel like I mean I guess so my next question originally was doesn't Hagrid get a roster beforehand but then I remembered then McGonagall turns up because she has to confirm that everyone has the necessary OWLs um, to continue with their chosen classes so he may not know until of this moment or until after they decide but he would have seen like oh they're not even signed up print like because Right, because McGonagall's making I assume, sure. I would assume that they would that he would see that, but maybe not. Maybe only the heads of houses see that, and the teachers. But it still feels weird to me that the teachers wouldn't find out. Well, I guess so. If you're a teacher, you're making a lesson plan regardless of who your students are at certain ages. So that does make sense. But like when McGonagall comes, Harry has not pre-signed up for potions because he just no, was like. I'm not going to be able to take it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Also, um, Deborah thinks that Luna just wants to voice her opinion. She I don't know. She hasn't. <laughs> and like I tell Aminata, she don't have no thumbs. <laughs> she don't speak English. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So in the chat. Um, 
Oh, so Amani says, if Dumbledore had promoted Grubbly Plank instead of stifling an overqualified black woman. True. Um, and then, and then also says, you think Hagrid is reading his list? I mean, I would assume he reads something. I'm trying to give him more credit than maybe he deserves, but I don't know. Portia says he's a particularly good key keeper, which is shady as hell, but we don't call it shady Portia for nothing. He's so good at keeping keys, though. He's very good at it. And games. Like, you know what? If we did that whole... And grounds. Oops. Keeper of keys and grounds. Yeah, you got slapped in the face because you're too close. Um, <laughs> if we were doing that whole thing that they did to Aretha Franklin, like, Dumbledore fashion on point smartest man of his generation McGonagall badass bitch Hagrid keys beautiful keys <laughs> and that's that oh gosh oh my god yeah. yeah I don't I don't know um so yeah so McGonagall comes on Hermione was immediately cleared to continue charms defense against the dark arts transfiguration herbology arithmancy um, ancient runes and potions um, and went to first period ancient runes without further ado. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I think she's not taking care of magical creatures, um, astronomy and there's another one. Charms. Charm? No. Oh, no, she's no. taking charms. I was going to say, charm seems like the wrong Divination. Thing. No, she... No, she's been off divination. Divination. Ancient um, rooms? No, she's taking ancient rooms. And Muggle studies? She been dropped that. Hold up. She dropped Muggle studies? Yeah. How long ago? Um, yeah, I don't know what the... Because they had... One, two, three, four. She had 11. Herbology. No, oh. she's taking her biology. History of magic. Ah. Boom. Which is so sad. You always forget about, about Ben's, but that's his fault. That's the point, though. Yeah. So um, sad, because history of magic would be lit. Would be lit. And I think she would be super into it. But yeah. But not with him. And I wouldn't want to take new level with him at all. Um, so Neville took a little longer to sort out. Herbology is fine. McGonagall said, Professor Sprout will be delighted to see you back with an outstanding OWL. And you qualify for defense against the dark arts with exceeds expectations, but the problem is configuration. Luna Lovegood Fitzgerald, stop. No. Uh, but the problem is transfiguration. I'm sorry, long bottom, but an acceptable really isn't good enough to continue at newt level. <laughs> I just don't think you'd be able to cope with the coursework. Um, so Neville did pretty well in his, um, with his exams. Yeah. Because even though we can't continue in Transfiguration, he still passed. So that's already three, no. Owls, Dark Arts, and then Trans, that's three owls. Um, and then, uh, McGonagall asks, why do you want to continue with Transfiguration anyway? I never had the impression that you particularly enjoyed it. Neville looked miserable and muttered something about his grandmother. Hmm, snorted Professor McGonagall. It's high time your grandmother learned to be proud of the grandson she's got rather than the one she thinks she ought to have. Oh, Particularly word. after what happened at the ministry. 
a read. Let's, and then it gets better. A sermon. It gets better. So then she says, I'm sorry, I cannot let you into my new class. Which I love that she's like supportive, but also like you can't be in my class though. Mm-hmm. But like also you still are that one. Um, but he got Nexie's expectation in charms. So why not char- um, try for a new in charms? So he has four owls at least, which is more than Fred or George, or George had. So look at him. Um, my grandmother thinks charms is a soft option, mumbled Neville. Take charms, said Professor McGonagall, and I shall drop Augusta a line reminding her that just because she failed her charms owl, Ooh. the subject is not necessarily worthless. Ooh. Just whew, gathered. My edge, are, are my edges still here? Are they? No, yeah. They safe? Okay. I think they they've left, oh, they've they've left, left the building? The building. <laughs> So I thought that maybe my edges would be safe because I wasn't in this, but nope. she all took them all. All of them. All of them. Um, <clears throat> so then McGonagall went to Parvati, whose first question was whether Ferenz um, was still teaching divination. <laughs> he and Professor Trelawney are dividing classes between, the, um, between them this year. The sixth year is being taken by Professor Trelawney. And Parvati set off for divination five minutes later, looking slightly crestfallen. Um, so, Potter. Potter. Charms, Defense Against the Dark Arts, Herbology, Transfiguration, all fine. I must say I was pleased with your Transfiguration, Mark Potter. Very pleased. Now, why haven't you applied to continue in Potion? I thought your ambition was to become an R. Um, it was, but you told me I had to get an outstanding in my OWL. And you did when Professor Snape was teaching the subject. Professor Slughorn, however, is perfectly happy to accept new students with exceeds expectations with OWL. Um, do you wish to proceed? And Harry says yes. Um, I'm sure, uh, and then he says, I haven't got any books um, or ingredients or anything. Um, and then McGonagall's like, Slughorn should be able to lend you some until you're able to get your own. Um, and then says that there are 20 hopefuls who have already put their name down for the Gryffindor Quidditch team and that she shall pass the list to him soon so that he, he can figure out when tryouts are. A few minutes later, Ron was cleared to do the same subjects as Harry and the two left the table. Look, said Ron, we've got a free period now and a free period after break and after lunch. Excellent. Which is not bad, and it's a better Monday than the first last, than last year. Yeah. Because last year was a horrible was, Monday. Um, yeah. It was difficult. Yeah. Um, so Connie says that she needs to know Minnie and Augusta's backstory as possible peers. Amani then implores her to write that fan book fanfic, or anyone else. Um, and then um, Amani says she could have been the third will with her and Poppy, um, which would be like, oh my God, if Augusta is like the like old British white lady equivalent of uh, Peter Pettigrew. Oh my God, she Mary Berry. Judgmental bitch. <laughs> Damn. She is Mary Berry. Mary Berry. I don't know if y'all watch Bake Off, but I just got... Um, Bayana and her sister on Bake Off, and the thing I said 18 times every time I started was, that's Mary Berry. Remember, judgmental bitch. Um, okay. And she'll smile at you sipping tea while she tell you that your cake, your sponge cake is too dry and that you didn't get enough seasoning or, or too much seasoning because she British as fuck. And too many flavors is a problem. Too many flavors is a problem. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Um, so then Portia says, okay, you better gather Augusta over tea. Um, and Amani says she could have been the third wheel with her and Poppy, but Connie says they don't mess with her too much, though. She's snooty. Um, and that they don't mess with failures, which is the shade. 
Um, and then Portia says Augustus <laughs> looking at charms like Mimi in the ghetto. <laughs> I know. Fun, fun real housewife uh, references that I understand now. Yeah. Just call me Captain America. Okay. Um, where are we? Okay, so they go back to the common room and they see Katie Bell, who congratulates Harry on becoming Quidditch captain. Um, and to tell her and to tell her when um, tryouts start, and Harry's like, "You don't need to try out." But Katie's like, mm, "You probably should." Good teams have been ruined before now because captains just kept playing the old faces or letting in their friends. Oh. And Ron looks uncomfortable because that's the read. And begins playing. That's yeah, it's shade. Um, and begins playing with the Fang Frisbee. Um, and then they go to Defense Against the Dark Arts. Hermione is queuing, already queuing outside, carrying an armful of heavy books and looking put upon. We got so much homework for runes, she said anxiously. A 15-inch essay, which, again, is like two pages, maybe a page and a half. Two translations, which, and then I've got to read all these by Wednesday. And I'm like, all that together? Yes. That is quite a lot of homework. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard anything, any homework at Hogwarts that is actually a lot. Um, you wait, she said. I bet Snape gives us loads. Um, so they go into the classroom. Snape had imposed his personality upon the room already. It was gloomier than usual. His curtains had been drawn over the windows and was lit by candlelight. Like, uh, is he a vampire? He's a vampire. Yes. That's what's going on. Because, greasy hair. Yeah. Um, I have not asked you to take out your books. It's Snape. Um, and Hermione hastily dropped her copy of Confronting the Faceless back into her bag. Um, I wish to speak to you and I want your fullest attention. You have had five teachers in this subject so far, I believe. You believe. Like you haven't watched them all come and go, Snape, hoping you'd be next, thought Harry scathing me. Like, dude, please, like, calm down. This is telenovela. Also, also it's funny because he knows that mm-hmm. Snape is good at, is he's a good legitimate. So I feel like he's, Trying to like, I also feel like he's trying to yell at Snape in his mind because he hopes that Snape he hopes won't that he hear hears him. him. <laughs> like, dude, calm I didn't down. say anything, Professor. You know what you said. <laughs> like, I didn't say. It's just really extra. Yeah. Um, Could you get in trouble if your teacher your is a legilimens and you're just like you tired ass bitch ass motherfucker? <laughs> Could he be like Potter? <laughs> Heads well, up to McGonagall. Well, also, it's only if he's like actively trying to like read his mind right which it's is also like, kind of a violation right right and i'm also like it's not like queenie's legilimens and fantastic beasts it's the, the way legilimens should actually work uh, so we've been told i feel like that was shade but you know what do i know a um, lot i know a lot i smart. personally have never heard of shade before <laughs> um and do not know what it is mm, um, interesting I don't know how never experienced that emotion very interesting. Yeah. Girl, nobody cares. Oh. <laughs> okay. Naturally, these teachers will have all have their own method- methods and priorities. Given this confusion, I'm surprised so many of you scraped NOWL on this subject. <laughs> Shout out to Harry motherfucking Potter. Best um, teacher in the game. I shall be even more surprised if all of you manage to keep up with Newt work, which will be more advanced. Um, the dark arts at Snape are many varied, ever-changing, and eternal. Fighting them is like fighting a mini-headed monster, which every time the neck is severed, sprouts a head even fiercer and cleverer than before. Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. I was, just, I was trying not to cut you off, but I wanted to say it, and then you just rolled into <laughs> it. it. 
Um, page 177, Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Check that out. <laughs> oh, um, at, I the very, at the very bottom. You're fighting um, that which is unfixed, mutating, indestructible. Um, Harry stared at Snape. It was surely one thing to respect the dark art of the dangerous enemy, another to speak of them as Snape was, um, with, a no- with a loving caress in his voice. Your defenses, said Snape, must therefore be as flexible and inventive as the arts you seek to undo. These pictures give a fair representation of what happens to those who suffer, for instance, the Cruciatus curse, fuel the Dementor's kiss, or provoke the aggression of the Inferius. Um, Inferi. Well, Inferius, I think, is one. One. Is one. Yeah. Yeah. It's the singular. Do you know what I just realized, though? It's the dark arts, but they don't mention, like, other, any other magic as, like, art. maybe the art of divination. What do you mean? Like, it's an art form. Oh, I see. As it was, well, like, charms and transfiguration. Because I guess it's, like, defense against dark magic? Yeah. This doesn't sound as cool. I know, but it also shouldn't sound cool. That's, like, the whole thing about when you have, like, mass shooters or people that do, like, terrible things for attention, and then they get these, like, cool, like, lone wolf and, like, that. I, I'm thinking of that, like, photo, like, that cover photo on Time Magazine for the homeboy that bombed the Boston... Marathon, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, well, you shouldn't glorify that stuff. Like, it should sound boring as hell if your idea is to deter people from doing it. Yeah. Because if you're like, oh, I'm a master in the dark arts, that sounds <laughs> kind of badass. Like, hey. As opposed to like, oh, I know, tra- I know transfiguration or charms. I'm a yeah, transfigurational artist. Sure. That actually sounds like some shit, some like somebody straight out of Hogwarts who doesn't really know what they're doing, but they're, like, good at transfiguration, but they're, like, aimless. Like, what's his name? No, no, no. Like, what's (laughs) his name? Like, James' brother. um, Trent and Daria? Oh, yeah. It's, like, something I feel like he would say. (laughs) I'm a transfigurational artist. Okay. (laughs) Good for you. You Um, deliver pizza, don't you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just was thinking about that just because I was like, that seems kind of glorification of a yeah I'm sure gross thing yeah um I also want to point out until like for a second so like Snape's kind of introduction it like so Harry is talking about like oh it sounds like Snape again it's Snape it's Harry's bias against Snape right like Snape is just saying like hey dark arts evolves you gotta evolve you gotta be on your toes constant vigilance that's basically what he's saying um he just has he's his words are very flowery. Um, but they were also very flowery in potions. I can I teach you how say. to stop her death and, and ensnare, ensnare the senses. The senses. Like, that's like, what I was going to say is that's how he like he, talks. <laughs> and then he, he like has all the flowery words about all this stuff you're going to learn and then also insult you at the same time. Yep. Um, so, you know, and in this case, he just before him. Um, so... He says, you are, I believe, complete novices in the use of nonverbal spells. What is the inv- what is the advantage of a nonverbal spell? Hermione's hand shot into the air. Snape took his time looking around at everyone else, making sure he had no choice before saying curtly, very well. Miss Granger, first of all, you have to stop doing this. It's been six years. If her hand, if she's the only person. But also, I do, like, and this is less about Snape and more about the students. Like, mm-hmm. somebody else in there had to know something about nonverbal spells. But I also think though that there are like, no matter what, you were one of these people. Like you knew the answer, you weren't gonna raise your hand. But everyone though, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that when you, six years now, that even other people that were raising their hand, you, like, look around, you're like, Hermione's in the class, why? Exactly, Luna, exactly. Luna, you're a Ravenclaw. You don't, well, no, you're asking the Gryffindor with the Ravenclaw name. You don't get a say in this. You um, always got something to say, and you never wait for your hand to be raised, called, whatever. Um, Connie says that Snape is an emo poet. And Delia says Snape is all aches. He has journals of teenage poetry pining oh, over Lily. My God. Sure. Is Snape dashboard confessional? And do I feel a certain way now? <laughs> Vindicated. I feel so. I'm just going to let you do it. I love dashboard. <laughs> but like, yes. For what it is. Oh, yes. Which is emo mess. Um, your adversary has no warning about what kind of magic you're about to perform, said Hermione, which gives you a split-second advantage. An answer copied almost word for word from the standard book of spells, grade six. And so, it was the correct, correct answer. So, Because he shouldn't use his flowery language. No. I understand to a certain extent. Like, I would never say that. Um... To a kid, especially when we got the like, thing right. But also, like, if you say, like, but, what does he, tell me the advantage in your own words. Right. She would do that. But also, I feel like if, if he was a better teacher, and this was something that bothered him, it would be a totally bad thing to pull Hermione aside and say, you know, knowledge is great, but you need to make a personal connection to the things that you're learning as opposed to spouting them out of a book. Right. And that is something that is like, okay, like, I can, you know, but like, that's... Not what he does. No, he's like, ooh, another way I can insult you and even knock you down your confidence. Right. Your your confidence, even though you're correct, because mm-hmm. um, he's the worst. Then he says, "Not all wizards can do this. Um, it is a question of concentration and mind power, which some, and his gaze lingers maliciously upon Harry, lack, which is shade. But I appreciate this one. And it's I not untrue. It. It's not untrue, and." He has experience, and they both know that occupancy was a disaster, and it was mostly Harry's fault. Um, You will now divide into pairs. One partner will will attempt to jinx the other without speaking. The other will attempt to repel the jinx in equal silence. Um, So I just, you, he explains it. He, or he has Hermione explain what it is, or the advantage of it, and then that's it. And then it's like, okay, practice, as opposed to Maybe giving them tips, doing a demonstration, like none of that. No, like it just is literally. This Your is turn. what it is. Now do it. Yeah, and I, I don't fault that on Snape so much as I wonder, um, if J.K. Rowling understood like the kinds of magic and the rules of magic that she wanted, but didn't really could never really grasp how it's taught. Yeah. Because that's, like, the thing with, like, divination we've talked about is, like, it's not really a subject that can be taught. It's kind of, like, a skill that you have or a talent that you have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, there are kind of two thing, two systems of magic in this world that are, like, that butt heads a lot. There's a dichotomy between them, which is um, teaching and going to school and blah, 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 and then just having a natural talent. Like, um... Harry has, like, that natural talent of, like, getting out of things and, like, Snape does study hard and, like, does a lot of things, but he's also experimenting and he has, like, this curiosity. Mm -hmm. Same with Dumbledore. Um, And she can talk about 
how they have kind of like those natural tendencies or talent to do those things, but she can't really get across um, someone like Hermione who studies very hard and like maybe isn't like, like, you know, like athletes, like there are certain like sports in which if you practice really hard, you can get much better. But if you are naturally gifted, you're just naturally gifted. And then the practicing like, just hones it and makes yeah. it even better. But like you could get by just being a raw talent mm-hmm. and that both of those things exist. Right. But like, she's just hasn't fi- found a great way of explaining the teaching of it. So it's like, Oh, we're in class and you learn this concentration. If you look at like a lot of like the class, like lectures and stuff, it's like, you have to concentrate very hard you have to really like oh, the, think uh, about this in, in your mind. Yeah. Not not in the game, oh. in the books. Like when they're learning about um dementors, like think really hard oh. about the thing and then, you know, cast a spell and like But I think even that though is like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's I think I think there's just like certain standards in teaching. And I and honestly like because I think we have seen other te- like we often see the practical part of a class, but usually it's like after explaining to us what it was, and after yeah. having us take notes, and after having us do these things, then this happens. Yeah. Um, I think that potions lends itself better to just here are the instructions. There are mm-hmm. before Snape was like, the sh- the instructions are on the board. Just go ahead and Slughorn does a similar thing, but that's because it's it's chemistry, chemistry. and you're, there are instructions, and literally you just follow them. You don't have to. Like, yeah. like, I think at some point, like, they do teach, like, oh, the properties of Moonstone, like, all, like, knowing those things, so then you're unable to understand, like, why those things go into the potion, but if that you're just making it, then you just have the instructions and that's what you do. Um, whereas, like, Snake, it doesn't really transfer into Defense Against the Dark Arts, because you have, there just should be more to it than just, yeah. like, this is the instruction. This is and we don't even have the, um the throwaway line of like Snape then explained more about how to do this and then broke us into teams right. like in his monologue and immediately break into teams do it exactly and I think that's consistent with that just kind of shows that's his teaching style yeah um also well I because will, how could he make fun of all these kids if he actually gives them the proper knowledge to try exactly um <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to point out is that um so Harry has been the top of class in defense with the dark arts um oh. his whole time true story and the minute snape becomes the professor but also the minute it requires that he has a strong like your mind but his mm-hmm. like he's actually good at like concentrating and and like is able to calm himself and all these kind of things in immediate like it's all the stuff that um all of a sudden he has to work on his flaws and yeah. it's something that he never picks up but then yeah, and I think it's it's one like because we saw and it's, we, and it's interesting because then as we'll see he becomes good in quotes at potions yeah which was not his um but like we well what we see was Neville which is that like Neville's biggest problem was defense against the dark arts or really anything was that he was really scared and self conscious especially in like potions and stuff but with a good teacher like he didn't we don't see very much of him struggling with Lupin. And then when he's in the DA, he does, like, really well. Mm-hmm. Same thing with herbology. Like, a good teacher who's supportive and whatever, he does very well. Um, that's not really the case with Harry. It's 
it helps definitely to have a good supportive teacher, but it's also like, how much of this is gut feel? How much of this is like read a couple of things? But if I have to pay very close attention, focus very hard, and um, and do all of that like internally, it's not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he got ADD. Just so you know, in case you <laughs> forgot. Um. So. Uh, okay, so yeah, none of them had ever cast a charm without speaking. A reasonable amount of cheating ensued. Many people were merely whispering the incantation instead of saying it aloud. Um, typically, ten minutes into the lesson, Hermione managed to repel Neville's muttered jelly-legged jinx without uttering a single word, a feat that would surely have earned her 20 points from Gr- for Gryffindor from any reasonable teacher, um, fought Harry bitterly, but which Snape ignored, because he's the worst. But also, you shouldn't have points. Like... I mean, at least a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I he should have acknowledged he it. He shouldn't have ignored it. He should not have ignored it. But also, that's just how the point system works. Yes. And I get why. Like, No, I get it. But I'm just like, this is another reason why you... <laughs> yeah. Um, Ron, who was supposed to be jinxing Harry, was purple in the face. Harry had his wand raised, waiting on Tinterhooks to repel a jinx that was unlikely ever to come. Pathetic, Weasley said Snape after a while. Here, let me show you. He turned his wand on Harry so fast that Harry reacted instinctively. All thought of non-verbal spells forgotten, he yelled, Potato. His shield charm was so strong, Snape was knocked off balance and hit a desk. Um, Do you remember me telling you we were supposed to be practicing non-verbal spells, Potter? Yes, said Harry stiffly. Yes, sir. There's no need to call me, sir, Professor. And thank you for listening to Wizard Teams. All we needed. The reason we were here. Yes. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. I would like you to luxuriate in this moment. Harry wanted to talk about mom. (laughs) That's wild. That was just beautiful. Beautiful. Just. Masterpiece. My God. My God. Complete masterpiece. There's no need to call me Sir Professor. And before he could even process what came out of his mouth, he was like, ooh, ooh, shouldn't have said that. No. Nope. Shouldn't have. Yeah. Shouldn't have said that. He didn't even. He just said it. And <laughs> then was like, oh. Several people gasped, including Hermione. Uh, Ron, Dean, and Seamus were grinning. Uh, detention, Saturday night, my office. I do not take cheek from anyone, Potter, not even the chosen one. Um, I just want to go back into the chat really quickly because Delia makes a point that I hadn't thought of before with like the immediacy in which he did Protego. Um, Delia says his immediate reaction caught is re- he immediately reacted because this kid has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like he ain't trying to be caught slipping. No. No more. And he already does not trust and He don't him. trust you. <laughs> like. Like. That bridge, the door is closed. Right. No more, no more. <laughs> no longer. Uh, but. Um, Portia said <laughs> Dean was writing his mom in his head. Mom and his wife folk was wild. He was like, I... Mama, let oh me tell you what God. happened in class today. This oh little white boy told this grown white man, and like Ooh. he didn't get popped in the mouth. I kept waiting for it. I waited. I flinched even because I thought he was gonna get popped in the oh mouth. All he got was detention. Um, Maggie said, "There's no need to call me Sir Professor Potter." You were named for the best thing I've ever said. Yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> that That's now canon. 
That is canon. That is now canon. Um, okay. So, um, he tried to jinx me in case you didn't notice fumed Harry. I had enough of that during those occupancy lessons. Why doesn't he use another guinea pig for a change? What's Dumbledore playing at anyway, letting him teach the fence? Did you hear him talk about the dark arts? He loves them. All that unfit, indestructible stuff. Well, said Hermione, I thought he sounded a bit like you. Like me? <laughs> yes. When you were telling us what it's like to face Voldemort, you said it wasn't just memorizing a bunch of spells. You said it was just you and your brains and your guts. Well, wasn't that what Snape was saying? That it really, all, that it really comes down to being brave and quick thinking? You are eating something you shouldn't. It sounded like you're eating something you shouldn't, isn't it? <sighs> Unless it's just well, maybe it was the hoof. <laughs> I think it might have been the hoof. All on you, girl. I don't want no part of that. <laughs> the way it dropped, I feel like it was the I know. Yeah. Ugh. Smells bad, too. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Enjoy it. Just for y'all in the chat, Luna got a cow hoof um, in her pup box. So I thought she was chewing on something she shouldn't have been. She's fine. I'm not touching. <laughs> Just... um, so Harry was so disarmed that she had thought his words as well worth memorizing as a standard book of spells that he did not argue. Which is very sweet. Because Harry should be a professor. He should be. And Hermione's the best. Um, so Jack Sloper, one of the beaters on the last year's Gryffindor Quidditch team, hurried up to him um, and passed Harry a roll of parchment for you. Um, then he asks about uh, Quidditch trials, and Harry says he doesn't know yet, thinking privately that Sloper will be very lucky to get back on the team. Um, and then Harry realizes that the, that the parchment is from Dumbledore. It says, Dear Harry, I would like to start our private lessons this Saturday. Kindly come to my office at 8 p.m. I hope you are enjoying your first day back at school. Yours sincerely, Albus Dumbledore. P.S. I enjoy acid pops. Yeah, he does. That means... That's the password. But also, I'm yes. just... I but just, also, that means you should probably bring him some, too, I feel like. I would yeah, say, I would think I, so. Harry doesn't have that thought. He's not that, he's not that kind. He's not considerate. I... I just, I was looking at um, Harry Potter quotes earlier today because I was trying to, like, fix my um, email sign-off and I wanted to, like, a good quote, you know? You're going to do, I enjoy acid pops? <laughs> I almost, no, I did. I was going to do oddment, butter, nitpick oh. and tweak, tweak or whatever. Oddment, yeah, but um, there was one part where it was, like, Someone else was talking about Dumbledore and was like, something, something, something. Unless it was, unless it's candy. I, for, I don't remember what it's from. But I was like. Something we said? No, it was um, in the book. It's a quote in the book about how Dumbledore wouldn't want anything, blah, 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 unless it's some sort of candy. I have to find it again. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing because I was like, so on brand. <laughs> and also, might be my quote. <laughs> Um, Connie says the password is a hit for what Dumbledore is craving. Exactly. Um, and Maggie says that this is not great password security. It's not. Um, especially because Harry immediately tells 
Ron, I mean, he says in a low voice, but, you know, people are trying to listen on this conversation, um, tells Ron that it's a password to get past the gargoyle. Um, Snape's not going to be pleased. I won't be able to do his detention. You know Snape is cool. Snape is going to find something else for you to he do. He said it will have to be this Saturday, but <laughs> you still don't mm-hmm. have to do it. Um, so... He, Ron, and Hermione spend their break speculating what Dumbledore would teach Harry. Ron thought it would be spectacular jinxes and hexes of the type the Death Eaters would not know. Um, Hermione says it would probably be advanced defensive magic. Um, after break, she went on off to Arithmancy while Harry and Ron started on Snape's homework. It turned out to be so complex that they had not finished when Hermione joined them for their after lunch free period. Oh, so they got break, then free, then lunch, then free again. Right? Yeah, lots of time. That's cute. I want that. I want that schedule. If I was still in school. Um, and then they had to go. They just finished when the bell rang for double potions. Um, and so when they arrived in the corridor, they saw that they were that there were only a dozen people progressing to new levels. Crabbe and Goyle had had evidently failed to achieve the required owl grade, um, but four Slytherins had made it through, including Malfoy. Four Ravenclaws were there, and one Hufflepuff, Ernie Macmillan. Um, Harry said, Ernie. Didn't get a chance to speak in Defense Against the Dark Arts this morning. Good lesson, I thought. But shield charms are old hat, of course, for us DA lags. <laughs> DA lags. Okay. Also, I will, the, because now that we're not in, um, now that we're no longer in, like, like in OWL level, so, like, they're not, they no longer have, like, required courses they have to take, they don't have to take their classes um, with, it's not, like, potions with the Slytherins. And yeah. Like, they, it's just whoever passed, they're all in that class together. Um, well, that's cool. This is when people would start to actually make, like, good connections with other houses outside of the one that they're stuck in classes with. Mm-hmm. Even though they are in classes with all the houses, it's, like, a much different vibe going into a class where it's, like, ten Slytherins and ten Gryffindors versus, like, two Slytherins and one Gryffindor and three Hufflepuff. You know what exactly. I mean? It's just, like, a different... You don't you don't clan up as much. I mean, they definitely clan up, but, but it's but, still... There's so there's so little there's so few of them that if yeah. Slughorn wanted to shake things up like fine yeah um so Slughorn came in he greeted Harry and Blaze with particular enthusiasm um the dungeon was most un- unusually already full of vapors and odd smells Harry Ron and Hermione sniffed interestedly as they passed large bubbling cauldrons the four Slyther- the four Slytherins stood a table together as did the four Ravenclaws which left Harry Ron and Hermione with Ernie. Um, they chose the one nearest, uh, a gold-colored cauldron that was emitting one of the most seductive scents Harry had ever inhaled. Uh-oh. Somehow, it reminded him simultaneously of tracal tart, or, yeah, uh, the woody smell of a broomstick handle, and something flowery he thought he might have smelled at the burrow. <laughs> so, we'll just leave that there for now. Um. It's so sweet, though, that part of his armortentia is, like, a smell from the burrow. Not the house that he's lived in forever. Well, it's not really but, the borough, but... Oh, it's Jenny. Yeah. Oh. I thought... Yeah. That's actually funny because that was um, what we were talking about on the episode where when Portia and Connie were on and we were talking about how it's not clear. Like, it seems like when you read it initially mm-hmm. that it's just like, oh, it's something from the borough and that's his home and that's, like, really sweet. Um, and then in a couple pages... Jenny walks by and you smell it, but like it's easy to miss because Weasleys could just have a collective scent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm too. So, I'm still looking for the quote about candy. 
So I was halfway <laughs> paying attention. But even still, um, I feel like had I been paying attention, I still would have thought it was about the borough. Because who thinks about Jenny? Yeah. No I mean, some people. Um, uh, okay. So now then, now then, now then, said Slughorn. Scales out everyone in potion kits and don't forget your copies of advanced potion making. Harry tells Slughorn that he and Ron don't have anything and he uh, says you can use, he says they can use ingredients from the store cupboard and um, that um, they've got a small stock of old books that will do until they can write to Flourish and Blot. So he comes back with two very battered looking copies of advanced potion making by Labatius Barrage. Or Libatius? Libatius? Libatius. That makes more sense. Libatius. That's a black ass name. Mm-hmm. Um, now then, said Slughorn, I've prepared a few potions for you to have a look at just out of interest. These are the kinds of things you ought to be able to make after completing your newts. Um, you ought to have heard of them, even if you haven't made them yet. Anyone tell me what this is? Um, Harry, so the first potion uh, is a plain black, it looks like plain water boiling um, away inside it. Hermione, of course, raises her hand. It's Veritaserum, a colorless, odorless potion that forces the drinker to tell the truth. Very good, um, said Slughorn. And this one here is pretty well known, featured in a few ministry leaflets lately too. Um, and then Hermione answers again, it's Polyjuice Potion. Um, Harry had recognized it, but he didn't resent Hermione um, getting credit for answering the question since she was the one who succeeded in making it in their second year. Which is a problem. It's also, a problem, but it's also impressive because yes. it's a new level potion. Also... I found the quote. Oh, okay. This is what Dumbledore does after they take away his wizened gamut suit oh, yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumbledore says he doesn't care what they do so long as they don't take him off the chocolate frog cards. He has a brand. He knows what's important to him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't stop whining, <laughs> you're going to be on a chocolate frog card too. I've... Dogs are allergic to chocolate. Gotcha. I was like... I don't understand that. Uh, Don't see my dog chocolate. I wasn't going to. I just didn't understand how the cards, what the cards had to do, and why that would be a threat. Because being on a card is cool. Okay. Um, (laughs) So then um, the last potion is Amartentia, which is the most powerful love potion in the world. Um, Which is supposed to smell different to to each person according to what attracts them. Um, Hermione said that she can smell freshly mown grass in new parchment, and she cuts off and doesn't complete the sentence, but turns out it's Ron Weasley, which, what does he sound smell like? Um, Probably old socks. The chat is talking about the availability of restrooms, so we're going to leave it. Yeah. But if you ever wonder about where all the restrooms are, talk to some Patroni. They also have feelings and thoughts. (laughs) Um, so may I ask your name, my dear, said Slughorn. Hermione Granger, sir. Granger? Granger? Mm-mm. Girl, why? Why me? You already know. You already know! Okay. I feel like if she sits down here, she might shut up. Go to sleep. She does like to sleep on the couch. Um... Granger, Granger, could you possibly be related to he- Hector Dagworth Granger, who founded the most extraordinary society, society of potioneers? 
No, I don't think so, sir. I'm muggle-born, you see. Um, Harry saw Malfoy lean close to Knot and whisper something because they're Nazis and... Racist, at the worst. Um, but Slughorn showed no dismay. On the contrary, he beamed and looked from Hermione to Harry, who was sitting next to her. Oh-ho! One of my best friends is Muggleborn, and she's the best in our year. I assume, I'm assuming this is the very friend of whom you spoke, Harry. Yes, sir, said Harry. Well, hey. Problem calm slugger, sir. Um, well, well, take a 20 well-earned points for Gryffindor, Miss Granger. Um, Malfoy looked rather as he had done the time Hermione had punched him in the face. That's great. Oh, um, let's always remember that her- time. Always. Hermione is super flattered and saying, did you really tell him I'm the best in the year? Oh, Harry. Um, and then Ron is frustrated because he's not getting any love or attention. Gratefulness or whatever. whatever. Which comes um, back up in a bad way. Yeah. So Slughorn says, Amartensia doesn't create love. It is impossible to manufacture or imitate love. This will simply cause a powerful infatuation or obsession. It is probably the most dangerous and powerful potion in this room. Um, when you have seen as much life as I have, you will not underestimate the power of obsessive love, which is why it needs regulation. We should just be teaching 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds how to make it. Does, I don't think he teaches them how to make it, does he? He just talks about it as a part of his thing. Oh, he says that they should be able to make that by the time they finish their newts. Okay. Yeah, that seems so, like a bad idea. I would think so. Um, so, sir, you haven't told us what's in this one. Um, Ernie says, pointing at a small black cauldron standing on Slughorn's desk. Um, it was the color of molten gold. Um, well, this is a little potion called Felix Philosis. I take it he turned smiling to look at Hermione, who had let out an audible gasp, but you know what Felix Philosis does, Miss Granger. It's liquid luck, said Hermione. It makes you lucky. I need it. Um, the whole class seemed to sit up a little straighter. Quite right, take another 10 points for Gryffindor. Um, yeah. Desperately tricky to make and disastrous to get wrong. However, if brewed correctly, as this has been, you will find that all your endeavors tend to exceed, tend to succeed, sorry, at least until effects wear off. Um, why don't people drink it all the time, sir? Said Perry Boot. Because if it's taken in excess, it causes giddiness, recklessness, and dangerous overconfidence. So basically, Harry Potter on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> too, much, too much of a good thing, you know. Highly toxic in large quantities, but taken sparingly, sparingly and very occasionally. Um, and then Michael Corner asks if Slughorn had taken it before, and he says twice in his life, once when he was 24 and once when he was 57, um, and that he had two perfect days. And then he says that the Felix Philosis is the prize for the lesson. Um, if they, like, basically for whoever brought, uh, brews, sorry, the draught of living death the best. Um, so everyone starts. Harry sees Malfoy rifling feverishly through his copy of Advanced Potion Making because he's obsessed with it and keeps looking over at him. Um, and should chill. So Harry goes to, bends over his book, and to his annoyance, he sees that the previous owner had scribbled all over the pages so that the margins were as black as the printed portion. Um, he had made annotations and crossed things out. Um, so within 10 minutes, the whole place was full of bluish steam. Hermione seemed to have progressed the furthest. Her potion already resembled the smooth black current colored liquid mentioned in the ideal halfway stage. Um, Harry was chopping his roots. Um, and so he was trying to figure out what the directions were saying under all the scribbles, um, who had for some reason taken issue with the order to cut up the sapophorus bean and had written instead, crushed with flat side of silver dagger, releases juice better than cutting. 
Um, sir, I think you and my father are Braxis Malfoy. Um, Harry looks up. Yes, said Slughorn without looking at Malfoy. I was sorry to hear he had died, although of course it wasn't unexpected. Dragonpox at his age. And then he walks away. He and that is awful. But also... He ain't about that death either way. Hilarious. Your papa in Afghan, you, you, you can't do nothing for him. Yeah. It's just... The shade of it all. Um, so... Uh, Harry could tell that Malfoy had been expected to be treated like Harry or Blaze, perhaps even hoped to be to have some preferential treatment of the type he had learned to expect from Snape. Um, but it looked like Malfoy would have to rely on nothing but talent to win the bottle of Felix Philosis. Um, so I think it's interesting, right, to see the contrast between Snape and, and Slughorn's lessons, both like back to back, but mm-hmm. also just potions. Yeah. Um, and to see the way that like, so, like, even though, like, it's just, Harry is much calmer, right? Like, he's looking over at Malfoy, but that, he can't help that shit. But, like, he's he doesn't, nobody, they don't have Snake breathing down their necks as they're mm-hmm. trying to brew these potions, and so it makes it easier to do. Like, even Harry, I think, commented during his test that it was easier to do that than, like, be sitting there with Snake, you know? I, why? I know, why? 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 What's the point? What is even the point? I let you out of your cage. Lay. Um. And so, yeah, I think so. I think that that is uh, interesting to kind of see that like contrast between the two of them. Um. So then Harry crushes the bean, his bean with the flat side of the dagger. To his astonishment, it um, immediately exuded so much juice he was amazed the shriveled bean could have held it all. Um. His annoyance at the, or he put it into the cauldron, and the his potion immediately turned the exact shade of lilac described by the textbook. His annoyance with the previous owner had vanished on the spot. Um, so Harry starts taking, since that worked. Sorry. You don't have to <laughs> put her back, because this is not working for you. Um, but she's quieter. She is. Um, so because that works, Harry decides to start taking more direction. Um, and then I also have questions, though, about, like, so I understand that part of this is supposed to show that the Half-Blood Prince, who, spoiler alert, is Severus Snape, um, is, like, he's a potions master because he, and, like, is, a, is really talented at it because he, like, takes, he experiments, right? And, like, he, he improves upon the instructions that are in the books. But also, I want to know, and may, I, I, like, have questions about, like, why is the book wrong? So, like... It's telling them to stir counterclockwise until the potion turns clear as water. And the previous owner says to add a clockwise stir after every seventh, after every seventh counterclockwise stir. Um, and so Harry tries it and it immediately does it. And then Hermione, who is following the, the directions exactly, um, is not having a change. It's not, it's not working the way it should be working. Right. And I think it's not wrong so much as like it gives you better results faster. Like it's the same way when you look at like, rush like recipes and people were like they you know they say this but if you add less water and a little right. bit of broth then it'll then it'll do this, do this better and faster right so that i don't think sense. that like following the directions you would get it wrong per se i just think that you would it get would, it would, the results wouldn't happen yeah that or it's sense. good um and then 
Also, just pointing out, uh, Harry is being taught by Snape right now. Because he doesn't know it's Snape. And because Snape's not talking. Yeah. It, it is helping. It's like it's like you're able to see that he actually is good at his job and can't teach if he is He's not good not at his job. There. Not good at his job. Sorry. Good at potions. Not good at... Not, te- uh, no, not teaching. By his job, I meant potions. Not yes. actually teaching. He is knowledgeable about his subject. Yes. Thank you. Um... So Hermione's like, how are you doing that? Harry tells her to add a clockwise stir, and she says, no, no, the book says counterclockwise. Um, so this is one of Hermione's flaws, is that she doesn't... Only doesn't deviate from... Right, she doesn't give chance, she doesn't, like, try to give a chance to, um, like, innovation. It's not her strong suit. Also, her fear of failure is coming up here, because she sees Harry is, like, clearly doing something, and she's like, what am I not doing? And immediately thinks that as she's failing. But what's also really sad about it, though, is that Harry is more than willing to say, like, this is what I'm right, doing. Like, I don't need to succeed off the off of your failure, which is, like, right. something that, like, Draco would do. But it's, but it's, like, a, thing, but it's but. a, it's a, um, like, I don't, it's a, like, a, oh, what is the word? It, it has to do with, like, it's not rational. Right, like right, right, right. It's she doesn't think that Harry is rubbing it in her face. No, no, like, no, no. She, yeah. It's very much just like her personal thing, where it's like if I'm not the best, then I, what am I? Then I'm the worst, basically. Right, and I think what I'm saying is is that it's it's her. These two things are battling with each other, kind mm-hmm. of. But you, like what you're saying, like she wants to be the best, and Harry is like do it this way, right? But she, she can't can because it's not what the instruction says, right? So she's kind of battling against, like, she's darned if she does, darned if she doesn't, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Okay, across the table. Um, Ron was cursing fluent, fluently under his breath. His potion looked like liquid licorice. Ooh. Um, Tasty. As far as Harry could see, no one else's potion looked as pale as his. Um, and time's up. Stop staring, please. Slughorn moves across the table. Um, he smiled ruefully at the tar-like substance in Ron's cauldron. He passed over Ernie's Navy concoction. Hermione's potion, he gave an approving nod. Then he saw Harry's, and a look of incredulous delight spread over his face. The clear winner, he cried. Excellent, excellent, Harry. Good Lord, it's clear you've inherited your mother's talent. She was a dab hand at potions, Lily was. Here you are, then. Here you are. One bottle of Felix Felicis, as promised, and use it well. Um... It's great that Harry won, and that's really cool, and mm-hmm. is, again, ironic that, like, this class that he is not usually great at, he's excelling in, but the whole, just like your mother, and, like, this stuff is, like, yeah. kind of laying it on thick in front of, like, okay. your other your students. Peers. Exactly. And, um, like, people that you have to teach, too, which is, like, it's one of those things where, um, I remember when I started in track... And I didn't really want to be in track, but it was one of those things where you needed another... If I didn't have a sport, I'd have to go to PE, and that wasn't that wasn't happening. Um, but when I was trying to think of what um, events I wanted to do, everyone was like, well, your brother did this, and your brother did that. And I was like, you guys are going to find out very quickly that I am not him. Right. So, like, it's damaging to the other students in the class, but then it's also like, Harry knows that he's following, like, these instructions, and it's not innate talent, you know what I mean? So then it's just, like, added pressure of, like, oh, now I have to keep 
following the half-blood prince because I have to maintain. I don't want him to think that I'm not as good as my mom. Whereas I kind of feel like he would have, I mean, I don't know, it's Harry Potter, but I feel like that doesn't help him stop listening to the half-blood prince. Right. Um, So in the chat, um, Maggie says he's reading Safe's handwriting and he doesn't recognize, that he doesn't recognize from lessons, comments on papers, or nothing. Um, and Imani says, to be fair, his handwriting is nothing like what he prints for other people, which is true. Like, I think, like, yeah. I know my mom, man. When she like, scribbles she, notes. When she writes, because she is an attorney, and so she takes notes every time she's on the phone. I guess not, no longer, like, on cell phones anymore, mm-hmm. like, if she's driving or whatever, but, like, she, like, always, like, when she scribbles notes, I remember coming to her office when she'd be on the phone, and then she'd be writing something down, and then I'd, like, look over and be like, that, those aren't words. Those aren't letters. It's not the alphabet. Um, but then... And also he was however old, so, like, right. your handwriting might change. It changes, and, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Delia says that her handwriting varies so much between writing utensil and surface um, that it's wildly, wildly inconsistent, which is also... Are you left-handed? Sorry. That's like a left-handed um, And then um, Connie asks how much of the prince's potions are, are Lily telling him things and him writing them down. Which is hmm, Ooh. interesting. Connie, she have a seat, able. but also. Um, and then Maggie says that funnily, when she originally read it, she remembered noticing the handwriting um, was described exactly as it was when Harry was in Snape's memory of the OWL exam, which I didn't retain that, but that is the best. Boom. Um, and then. Um, Yeah, Connie says uh, she laced that reference in there, which was a clever mystery. And then they're all talking about good old JK, which is great. Um, <laughs> so I don't know where my book went because oh. I had. Oh, so Harry on. slipped the tiny bottle of golden liquid into his inner pocket, feeling an odd combination of delight at the furious look on the Slytherin's faces and guilt at the disappointed expression on Hermione's. So, at the very least, he does feel bad that, like, I think while he didn't necessarily, I don't think he cheated. I think he yeah. does feel bad, though, that he um, beat Hermione in this situation because he did follow different instructions. It wasn't really something that he did to right. win. It was just he happened. And also that he he didn't want it as bad as she did. Right. You know, like, oh, I feel bad because I took this from you and it would have meant more to you than me. Exactly. But... Um, how did you do it, Ron whispered. Got lucky, I suppose, said Harry, which is corny, but he says it because Malfoy is within earshot. Um, when they go to the Griffin, when they're at dinner, though, Harry tells them why. I suppose you think I cheated, he said. He finished, aggravated by Hermione's expression. Well, it wasn't exactly your own work, was it, said uh, Hermione. He only followed different instructions to ours, said Ron. Could have been a catas- catastrophe, couldn't it? But he took a risk and it paid off. Um, Slowburn could have handed me that book, but no, I get the one that's never, ever written on. Puked on by the look of page 52, but hang on, said a voice, close to Harry's left ear, and he caught a sudden waft of the flowery smell he picked up in Slughorn's dungeon. Um, he looked around and saw that Jenny had joined them. Aha! Aha! Also, I am 32, reading this book for the 11th time. First time, never caught it. Yeah. I just was never checking for Jenny like that. Yeah. 
I think I caught it. I think I always caught it, but I still didn't like fully. Because I think part of it is that it's too subtle. This would be cute if there were a lot more of these, and then I would have caught it. If Harry had already expressed some kind of, even if it was like really small, even if it was just like his stomach flips, or like he looks and he's like, "Oh shit, it's Ginny," like something, and then he smells that, then it'd be like, "Oh, it's so sweet." He mm-hmm. likes her, and there's this like, and then the smell, and so they're in love because whatever, right? Versus it being like he is not even thinking about it. No. And then even in this moment, he just he smells it, and he's like, "Oh, I smelled that in the dungeon." And meanwhile, Hermione had that whole ass explanation <laughs> of Amartya, and y'all were sitting right in front of it. So I just like, and she like recognized what she smelled and was like, Ooh. <laughs> right? And she was like. <laughs> <laughs> put that down right now. We ain't gonna Squash it. We ain't gonna put myself on blast. We're not doing that. Um, so yeah, that's whatever. Um, did I hear right? You've been taking orders from something someone wrote in a book, Harry? She looked alarmed and angry, and Harry knew it was on her mind at once. It's nothing, he said. Not like, you know, Riddle's diary. It's just an old textbook someone scribbled on. Um, I do want to say, and this is something that we talked about in our fire whiskey chat, um, which, you know, we come to China. You can listen to it. At a certain at level. At a certain level. Um, Otter, I think. Yeah. $15. Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't tell you the, the Patronus. I was super excited when I came up with Patronus. They're very great, names, I just but, don't know what they yeah. are. Um, but I think one of the things that would have helped us connect with Jenny more is if they had mentioned and, and showed us how she progressed, like how she dealt with um, what happened with Riddle's diary yeah throughout because it happens it's like a big part of her first year and then we don't really um hear about it again until order the phoenix and harry's forgotten which is like okay sure Frank, maybe he forgot but like we also forgot like we shouldn't have forgotten and then this moment so i just it's like one of the it's the it's the connection between like developing a character and also the romance and it often happens or has been happening and the same thing with Ponks and like the character character isn't developed um until they become a love interest or they kind of stop being developed I don't know it's just like not they aren't really treated as a whole character until they become some like someone's love interest no actually I think I actually think in terms of Ponks and Jenny once they stop with Tonks, it's more of a love interest thing because she doesn't... But once Ginny stops being a plot device, she stops being developed, really. Yeah. And then it's even more so once... Once she um, gets with Harry. With Tonks... Yeah. Um, she... Once she... Her her characterization and all the stuff, like, it comes up as a plot device to show how she's going to change... When she's in love with Remus, and then once she gets Remus, it's just it just stops all together. We don't hear anything else about it. Um, so yeah, uh, so but you're doing what it says. I just tried a few of the tips written in the margins. Honestly, Jenny, there's nothing funny. Jenny's got a point," said Hermione, perking up at once. We also checked that there's nothing odd about it. I mean, all these funny instructions. Who knows? And. Hermione is a little too eager to to check, mm-hmm. but also she's not wrong because it goes well as we'll see. It goes from Harry taking like tips on his potions to trying out random ass spells that he has no idea what they're going to do. Not a goddamn clue. So it is. There are funny instructions, and who knows? Yeah, but there's nothing strange going on with the book as 
as far as like it's not it's just it's not the half blood prince imprinting himself and feeding off of Harry's insecurities um to over open he's just a monster who doesn't respect he's a regular like human terrible person and not um yeah the dark lord um (laughs) a a regular terrible human person who doesn't expect respect property that's not really his yes no, um, I, maybe so it is really his because it was his store. Like it what is are you his. About? It is Snape's book. Because I was like, well, it's it was his property. mom's book, and then he, yeah, like his mom bought it, and then he gets to use it. So okay. it is his book. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, it was just there still because yeah, he was his master. Okay. Um, so it seems all right, said Hermione. I mean, it really does seem to be just a textbook. Good. Then I'll have it back, said Harry, snatching it off the table. Um, and slipping it from it, but it slipped from his hand and landed open on the floor. No one else was looking. Um, so Harry sees something scribbled along the bottom of the back cover in the same small cramped handwriting as the instructions that won him the bottle of Quidditch Phyllisis. Um, and it reads, this book is the property of the Half-Blood Prince. I will say, not to, you know, whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, Teenagers are dramatic, and they be giving themselves nicknames and whatever. So dramatic. And magical teenagers have more dramatic nicknames. I don't <laughs> like Voldemort too. Is a dramatic ass teenage yeah, he nickname. Came up when he, was, he came up with when he was sixteen, and yeah. then it just stuck. Like my signature. It's like when my, yeah yeah like I came up with that shit when I was like twelve, and then when I became an adult, I realized yes. I could no longer change my signature because it was just what it was. You can always change your signature. I do it all the time. Just practice, practice, I can't. practice. That's the thing. I would try and then once it came to be, I used to, I literally, like, you would see like back of my notebook, mm-hmm. I'd be writing it like, okay, I think I want it to be this and then mm-hmm. immediately it'd be time for me to sign something and, and then it'd just, just go right back, back to the whole <laughs> thing. Okay. Um, MVPs and benched. Okay. So I would like to give my MVP Oh, I don't really know. I guess I'm giving it to Hermione. Um, I don't feel like anyone did amazing like-ness in this chapter. Mm-hmm. But Hermione, you know, was Hermione, which is already ten times better than the, the trio. Else. So yeah, accurate. Um, I said Hermione um, because she is a boss. She's taking like, more classes than anyone else for her meets. She is on top of her homework. See, and I take that as a negative. <laughs> she is, um, already knows how to do nonverbal spells, knows all the potions. She's just on top of her game, and I appreciate it. I also made Harry my MVP because of his... Don't. No, no need to call me Sir Professor. I had to. Yes. I had to. I'm going to so second like, that, too. It's not, it, like, it wasn't really because of anything other than that. If he hadn't said that... proper. If he hadn't said that, I would have, I, he would have just been, like, some regular, just regular. Regular but character. Because but, yeah. he said that, he had to... Respect where respect is. Yeah, he just had to do it. Um, um, okay, you got it. Yeah, I got it. So, we have... I just don't know where it starts. Okay. Nope. That's amazing. People, let me see. I got it. So, <laughs> Ariana makes McG the best teacher. Her, uh, thank you. I'm too far down. Yep, I'm too. I got it. Okay. Are you sure? Does it start with Connie? Yeah. Delia. Delia. Delia makes McG her MVP for gathering Augusta accordingly, which is another great MVP. 
that I could have, but I forgot that that happened in the same chapter because my dog has no chill. Um, Connie MVPs Joe for that clever handwriting thing. Um, Maggie MVPs Harry, Harry for earning an outstanding and fathery. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to newton that class. <laughs> uh, Portia makes McG your MVP because she's the ultimate G, sticks up for her students as needed, and pulls out the best in her pupils as good teachers do. And Amani makes McG the MVP for getting Augusta together, handling household head of house duties, and being a boss. Um, that. No, Ariana makes McG... MVP for being the best teacher. Her evaluation is so outstanding that the aggregated average for Hogwarts meets standards, even though there are three to five trash, trash teachers. Trash? Trash teachers. Yes. Okay. Um, binged. I... I got a binge Snape. Yeah. I just think that, like... I wanted, you know, like, when we were talking about, like, oh, he always uses flowery language, whatever, that's not, but he does use it as a meet, as another vehicle to shade people, when it's, which is unnecessary, and I just think that, like, you got your job, your dream job, or whatever, like, leave Harry alone. Yeah. Like, just stop it. I benched him because he's not a good teacher. He really isn't. Because... He is knowledgeable in both potions and defense against the dark arts. And for the life of him, cannot get these children to actually learn it because he's too busy being petty and annoyed and angry at his own lot in life when it has nothing to do with them. Right. And I feel like he just needs to go do his work and either yeah, stop like... teaching children or figure out a way to actually like do his job. Oh my God, can you imagine... Snape coming back to Hogwarts after he was on the Yama Fix My Life, and he's like, I did my work. Yeah. Now no, it's time not. for you to do <laughs> your work. Oh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay, so Delia bench. Uh, originally, she benched Draco. I skipped Connie. I skipped Connie? Oh, yeah, because Connie did it all in one thing. So Connie benches, every, um, like everyone, she'll give it to Augusta. Um, Okay, yeah. Connie benches Augusta Longbottom. And Delia benches... Originally, she benched Draco, but she decided to give it to JK for the poor forced romance narrative, which, I mean, is never not true. Court, Shady Porsche benches Draco for never having a seat when he should. Listen, I, re- I listened to this entire podcast about chairs, <laughs> and I think Draco should take a listen figure out which kind of chair. Do you want an Amco naval chair? Do you want an Ames chair? There are a lot of different chairs that are iconic. Pick one. Get comfortable. That out. Okay. Um, Maggie bitches Dumbledore for allowing Snape to continue his reign of terror. Amani in all caps says, thank you, Maggie. <laughs> But then Amani benches Snape for calling Harry Sir out of turn. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and we have wait, I'm trying to see if Ariana benches Snape for demanding respect when he doesn't know how to give any. Um, and then we have a shade award. Yay! 
So the Shade Award, huh? Nothing. Shade Award goes to Harry. He doesn't know where his wand is, but he got a firm grasp on Snape's umbrella shade. Does indeed. Um, so thank you for listening. Next week we will be discussing Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The House of Gaunt. Make oh, sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeen. Wait, is the House of Gaunt when we realized that Voldemort got his entire origin story wrong? Uh, potentially. Or is it the we get the we get part we of get it. Pieces bar- we get like, pieces, so I'm not yeah. sure exactly what. Like I know we that's where we um we'll meet like we'll get some of Voldemort's yeah. origin story, but I don't know when Dumbledore like puts it all together. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you.